Hey, what's up? This is Courtney. I'm going to have like a Twitter day because I think this is funny. There's been some topics on my trending page. Uh, one is, of course, is it's one of those discussions where you have to, you, people are separating the art from the action. And one of them is Chris Benoit, like, who is a former wrestler who. Um, unfortunately did a murder-suicide on his family due to brain damage as well as whatever grieving stages that he was in because of another wrestler dying. For some reason, people are talking about it today on Twitter. And I'm going through the comments, and it's freaking funny. Um, there's this... Maybe I should just go through it because I'm just going to go through it and just read because this is funny as fuck. Uh, This person is called the Public Enemies Podcast. They said mofos get on here all the time and say shit like Chris Benoit was one of the greatest wrestlers despite what he did. Like he was jaywalking or some shit. (laughs) Then... This one person was like, separating the art from the artist is a tough topic, which is true because there's a lot of people who have done crime or done uh, heinous stuff and are so talented with their music and or whatever they've done. It, it leaves a big ass stain and a stench where you cannot get rid of, unfortunately. But this person says separating the art from the artist is a tough topic. You listen to Michael Jackson when it comes on, and I'm thinking to myself, eh, Michael Jackson is one of those where it's like, it's iffy, you either take it or leave it or whatever, regardless of the accusations against that person, but yeah. And then, this other person, (laughs) this other person said, about Chris Benoit, (laughs) he said... What he, what he did had nothing whatsoever to do with his in-ring ability. What he did was horrible and tragic, but it should not take away from all the hard work that he put in to become one of the greatest technical wrestlers in the history of the business. <laughs> then this one dude, I, this, this one made me laugh. His response to this tweet was like, Hitler was an amazing artist despite what he did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> The amount of uh, logic when you read shit from Twitter on the daily is just hilarious. It's so ridiculous to a point where you have to question one's mental state. What made you want to tweet that? What made you want to think that and justify it? You know, him, him doing the sarcasm with the Hitler thing, I, think th- I thought that was funny. And then this one person said IWC, which is basically, I forgot what the abbreviation is, but it is, it is the wrestling community, and which is very, ugh, it's so intoxicated. No, it's so toxic, it's so toxic, excuse me, that, uh, ugh. When you put your opinion on to wrestling, uh, 
with fair sense with it when it comes to either loving the entertainment part, loving the sport itself, or loving it all together. And sometimes the creative puts uh, a bad taste in your mouth. So you, you as a fan, you know, you say stuff and I don't know. It's just a lot. And this community, regardless of age, is so toxic. Kids, they're, okay, exclude the kids. The kids, to a certain age, don't know enough where you can separate the story from the ki- or the character from the actual person that comes through. You know what I mean? Like, say, for instance, if you... Or if you want to talk about Happy Corbin, who's this wrestler on WWE, and you hate the way how he wrestles, you you hate the way how he just comes to the ring all, all the time. But you got to understand, like, behind the character is a man that's doing a job. A man that has a family that he has to take care of. So he's doing a job. But people, I mean, kids, kids in particular, they don't understand. They don't separate in... They're kids, you know what I mean? But adults like my age, people who are in their 20s as well as in their 30s, if you can't separate the character from the person, then there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like, these people have lives. Yes, they play a heel. Yes, they uh, they play a face or anything. But they're playing, like... There's some there the majority of the wrestlers are just playing characters of themselves. That's it. It's not actual stuff. It's not like real shit. You know what I mean? And people say wrestling is fake. Wrestling is not fake in the sense of doing the moves and doing the choreography or whatever. It's not fake like that. Especially if you do it on a daily basis where the majority of the time you probably get like three days off out of the seven, if you're lucky. Because you have multiple matches and you got to do training and stuff like that. So it's not fake, so to speak. Yes, the characters are and the, and the story is. But you got to understand, like, it's an entertainment business right now. And they look at it as an entertainment business, not just sport itself. So, yeah, you have to you have to understand the the level of how they do things in the business. So, yeah, like... So, yeah, there's just a lot. Um, yeah, it's just a lot on Chris Benoit in general about how about how the action that he has done ruined his credibility as a wrestler. So, yeah, so that, that that's all on that one. So let's go to Brittany Griner, who was this WNBA star. It freaking sucks. Ever since the Russian-Ukraine war, everything has been sanctioned. Inflation happened. Gas prices went up to almost like 8 to $10, depending on where you are, just for you to do at least a half a gallon or two-thirds, you know what I mean? Something like that. It's just been bad in the uh, in East, East Europe. And so Brittany Griner, Brit- 
Griner, she went to Russia. I don't know why, but she went to Russia and she took some oil, some marijuana oil, some cannabis oil or whatever, THC. And of course, multiple countries, when you come out, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, but like multiple countries, they are very strict when it comes to drug intake. And regardless if if marijuana is medicinal for you or is considered medicinal in terms of Western medicine, a lot of countries don't take it like that. They don't take marijuana as medicine unless it's cancer or something to affect where it could benefit. But at the same time, recreational use is no bueno. Like, you went to China on marijuana, clearly you're going to jail. You went to Korea with marijuana, you're going to jail. Japan, you're going to jail. Russia, you're going to jail. There's a lot of places that are very strict in drugs in general, and they look at marijuana, even though majority of the states here in the states, we look at marijuana as more like it's a need to be basis in this, or as a necessity, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, like, it's the codependency of it and uh, just recreational use. The majority of these countries do not accept marijuana, and Russia is one of them. She went to a country to do, I don't know what, I don't know if she was trying to, um, I don't know, I think because WNBA was off-season, I think, I could could be uh, wrong, but... She went to Russia just to do whatever. I don't know what happened, but she got caught. And what's crazy is that not only she went at a bad time, but because of the heightened tension between Ukraine and and, uh, Russia trying to take over that country for whatever use that Putin has, she got caught in a crossfire because of U.S. sanctioning money, from diplomats as well as other key figures from Russia, like it's bad. So because of the sanctions that U.S. U.S. has done towards Russia, Russia said, "Okay, we're gonna keep one of your key figures here, and and we're gonna prosecute." And they did. They they the verdict for Britney Griner is ten years in prison, and. Obviously, Russia is very different from the U.S., so who knows where she'll go. We don't know. It, it's it's going to be a lot. They need to free her, and I hope that um, they do something before they take her out to either Siberia or some other area where it's very torturous and or, I don't know very restricting um yeah like uh, that fucking sucks man Brittany Griner did not deserve that and I think that she I hope that um they free her and I hope that uh, god I just hope that she doesn't get go to jail that's all on that Oh my god. Okay. I ju- I'm just reading Twitter right now. Holy. 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 
Holy shit. So, days ago, there were um, uh, sessions where the parliament were questioning the current uh, prime minister, Boris Johnson. And this just reported four hours ago. After many scandals, Boris Johnson quit as UK prime minister. Now, Boris Johnson is like the... UK version of Donald Trump, so to speak. So when Donald Trump came in, Boris came in, and they just, like, everyone called them twins in the media. So, yeah, he, wow. Oh, my God. Okay, so there's a lot of scandals, of course. Um, One of them was huge for the UK, and that was... Brexit. Brexit was this vote where they wanted the UK out of the EU because immigration was a big issue there. And with the EU is that it's it's basically a uh, a group. So a group of European countries together. And what it does is that it gives you the opportunity to go anywhere within the EU where you can live uh, and uh, work. And uh, other stuff. But because of what happened in the Arab Spring, I say Arab Spring Revolution, where multiple uh, Middle Eastern areas were protesting, shutting down, cutting off the dictators that were uh, leading the countries, as well as. Uh, taken down the congress there and stuff like that like and syria was one of the last countries of the arab spring where they were trying to get they were trying to get the the president out or the prime minister out president or prime minister the top dog out from from syria and guy didn't want to back down so the refugees not just in syria but other countries as well due to protesting and stuff like that and whatever civil wars that they probably had, they all went to, to Europe. A lot of people went to Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, Italy. And a lot of the countries who are part of the EU were tired of it. It was already an issue in terms of natives from European countries traveling to UK in particular because the majority of work, you could have got you could have gotten more work in the UK itself than any other countries that's within the EU. And of course, with the UK, UK has more money, right? The The assumption is UK has more money or have more uh, deals and stuff like that. So the UK got tired, especially with the immigration issues that they have, and they decided to do a Brexit. They just decided to do a vote. I think it was months before Scotland, who what it, um, which is a country part of the UK, was trying to get out of the UK because they want to be recognized as its own country. And because of that, um, they did a vote. And unfortunately for people who want to be out, they decided to stay in the UK. And so when they decided to do, when they decided to stay in the UK, 
months later, they wanted to do a vote for the Brexit. What that means is that they are out of the EU. Taxes, I don't know if it goes up or goes down. I think it might go up. And uh, there's no way for you to exit the country, for you to go to different areas to work as it as part of the EU. You can easily exit a country and, and go anywhere else, but at the same time, the privileges that you have being part of the EU is not there anymore. And so that's what happened, and, and there were issues with that. There were a lot of people... There were some people who were for it, of course, because of the fact that they want Britain to be its own entity. But at the same time, there were a lot of people who weren't natives to that area, who come from different areas. And for that, for the, for the country to decide to exit was an issue. And so that was one of the biggest scandals for Boris Johnson. And now he has... Um, yeah, now he has resigned. Who knows who who will be? Um, yeah, who knows who will be uh, prime minister after Boris? But yeah, they're gonna try to like change it up. Um, yeah, and stuff like that. Now there's this other story that I read. It was a deadly confrontation in New York. It was in Manhattan, and this guy. Um, confronted this store clerk because of the fact that the store clerk took chips from his daughter and because of the fact that the couple who was part of this problem didn't have the money or the correct change for the items that they were buying. And so the store owner was like, no, you're not going to take these chips if you can't buy them. So he took the chips and the guy came in and confronted him about it. And then they got into a deadly confrontation and the store owner uh, stabbed him a couple of times and killed him. And now he is being charged for murder. Um, a lot of people, uh, obviously on Twitter, are talking about the clothing item that the, that the uh, deadly victim wore because of the irony of money. This... <clears throat> The person wore an Amiri shirt. I didn't know anything about Amiri until this incident. And apparently the shirt that he wore was worth $400. And so people are like, how can you go to a liquor store in a $400 t-shirt and you can't buy chips or drinks for your uh, for your peoples? How can you buy, how can you wear something that's so expensive yet can't buy anything that's worth about 2 $3? in a store, you know what I mean, and so people are like, they're talking about that, but they're also talking about how that shirt might be fake, and even, and obviously eating, even when you present yourself in so-called luxury brands, and yet you can't afford stuff, the irony is that, like, how can you be so rich with shit, but be so broke at the same time, so people are talking about that, now, there's also people talking about the level of this, meaning that, like, people are saying that he has every right to uh, defend his family, but at the same time, it was just a terrible circumstance. Yet, the the stigma of liquor stores, knowing that these people who are clerks in these liquor stores, they have weapons behind the glass. So you trying to confront doesn't mean anything. 
you could easily just get caught in the crossfire or whatever. And unfortunately, the guy did. The guy attacked the store clerk because he was trying to defend his family. And at the same time, got, got killed because of the fact that he confronted the store owner. And the store owner was defending himself. But now he is being charged with murder. And the, the bond, the set bond for him to get out, I think is about two hundred eighty or $230,000. So people were talking about that on Twitter. And yeah, so it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um What the Okay, so over the for the July weekend, there was a mass shooting at Highland Park, which is in the northern side of Chicago, and people are like when you think about Chicago, obviously you think about the gun violence or violence in general. You think about South Side Chicago. You think about the West Side of Chicago because people say, you know, it's ghetto, it's dangerous. You can't really walk down the block without getting shot or getting attacked and stuff like that, right? It's Chicago and the stigma for because of the gun violence and stuff like that will always stay in that city. And so Highland Park, which is part of a suburb of Chicago... People are, like, shocked. Like, how how can the gun violence hit uh, our area and not the area where it usually should be at? Because apparently, you know, with gun violence, you know, apparently it's supposed to be part of the black and Latin neighborhoods of Chicago only. And not the, not the suburb areas where, you know, everything is a bubble and stuff like that. And so people are talking about that. But the, this guy apparently... Uh, this is from Vice News. Apparently, Dad helped the suspect to buy a gun even after the threat to kill everyone. Yeah. That is crazy. They said the 21-year-old is accused of failing shooting seven people from a rooftop during a 4th of July parade in a Chicago suburb using a high-powered rifle similar to an AR-15. He has been charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. It says in 2019, a family member reported um, Robert E. Cremo third. Um, police took 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword from the family home. This dude was on some shit. For you to get 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword because he was threatening to kill his family after whatever argument that they had? Wow. They were returned after the alleged gunman's father said they belonged to him and were in his son's closet for safekeeping. So the father said, look, the police was like, look, we're going to have to remove these stuff. This is not safe. And then, in the end, the da- the dad said, look, this is mine, this is in my name, but I just kept it in my son's closet for safekeeping. Are you fucking serious? If this was in, I'm sorry, but if this was in the areas where it's low income and impoverished, guaranteed, whatever that was confiscated by the police, it would not be returned. If I had that, if I was in an area where... You consider it as ghetto and violent all the single time, and I get confiscated. My my stuff gets confiscated: knives, daggers, sword, anything that relates to a 
to being violent and deadly weapon, they would take it and I would not get that back, period. Regardless if it's in my name, if I bought it, if it was legal for me to be licensed, I would not get that back. I just won't. But because of this circumstance, he got he got his stuff back. That's crazy. Then it goes on in a different tweet from Vice News. Police said when the alleged shooter applied for a gun license in, in December 2019, at the age of 19, the application was sponsored by the subject's father because he was under 21 years of 21 years of age, two months after the domestic incident. So after the home issue, two months later, the dad said, you know what, I'll sponsor you because you want this gun so bad. What? If this was, okay. I said this before. I think this was during the Michigan thing. Yeah, I think this was during the Michigan thing where the parents were charged because it was licensed in their name. So they got charged for the gun ownership. Not the action that their son did, but the gun ownership. If a lot of parents got charged for that, due to their son or daughter's actions for them to commit a crime under their license stuff, I guaranteed, I don't know. I'll think a lot of parents, I say guaranteed, but I think a lot of parents, um, they would be like, there. some parents are, they don't want to be involved. They don't want to get into their kids' problems, but also at the same time, it's the mindset of protecting them. Like, some of them probably will will take the fall for their kids. They would rather see their kids live than go to jail and shit. Oh, man. It's too much. It's just too much. Then, the alleged shooter, the father, his father, ran for mayor for Highland Park in 2019 and lost. So, this is a guy who was about to be mayor of the of the suburb community. Wow. Can you imagine if he was the actual mayor and his son did that? I don't know if it would be the public. Maybe. I could be wrong, but I don't know. But that's a lot. <laughs> the end of their tweet story, which is funny to me. So the dad and his wife... Uh, hired the same attorney who represented R. Kelly. <laughs> the dude hired the same guy that represented R. Kelly. R. Kelly is in jail for like, what, 30 years now? He's going to be in jail for 30 years? So I think it's funny that you're getting the same lawyer that got the singer in for like 30 years for his crimes. I think that's funny. But yeah, that's yeah, that's funny to me. Uh what? Oh okay, okay, I'm not gonna do that. Whoa, what is this? <gasps> no <sighs> So today is what? July 7th, this just reported while I'm legit on Twitter right now, James Caan, who was known for being in The Godfather and other movies, he passed away. 
he had a 50-year career. Or he been he's been in Hollywood for more than 50 years. And he was 82 and he passed away. Oh, my God. That's, uh... Uh... Man, The Godfather, if you have not seen it, you should watch it. It's so good. James Caan played a son who wasn't, um, I think, I could be wrong. I think James Caan played the son of The Godfather, but he wasn't an actual biological son towards Marlon Brando in the movie. But he took over when Marlon Brando's character passed away. He took over for a little bit. And then he died, and then that's when Al Pacino came up and took over the family business after that. So that's what happened. Yeah, in 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 The Godfather, that's what happened. So he's no so James Caan is known for that role, and he did some other stuff too. But he's mostly known for The Godfather, and he was only eighty two. Um. Okay. So Buzzfeed. Uh did a report about Friends co- uh, co-creator Martin Marta Kaufman. She says that she regrets mis- misgendering uh, Chandler's transparent. If you have not seen Friends, you are, yeah, I don't know. But Friends, obviously, it's a popular sitcom. It's everywhere now in syndication. It's highly regarded as one of the best, according to media, Okay, and yes, Friends in general, Friends is a good show. It's it's cool, you know. It has its funny moments for sure from all six of the characters, but mostly, in my opinion, um, my favorite four is is obviously Ross, Phoebe, Chandler, and Joey. Like if if I had to rank my friends, the not my friends. If I had to rank the favorites or my favorite friends characters. It will be Ross number one, Chandler number two, Phoebe number three, uh, Joey number four, um, I don't know if I can rank last, but they're both last in a way, but I guess I'll tie it. Monica and Rachel are just tied for fifth place. And, yeah, like, that's what that is. But, uh, yeah, like, she, obviously, in the 90s, um, if it was a, you know, Chandler had, his dad uh, changed or transitioned, if you use the terms today, transitioned into a female. So... Chandler's father was a MTF, a male to fe- uh, a male to female transitioned, um, and so she was considered as that. That's what that was, and of course, it was the way how it was presented. It was fine, just you know because of the fact that it was at that time, you know, and Chandler, somewhat, if you look at the series, somewhat. Ex- like, accepted his father because of 
the stuff that happened throughout his life, even though, I don't know, if you look at it, it could be traumatizing. I could be wrong. But just the way how Chandler handled it well, so to speak, like he wasn't homophobic, which was uh, great, but also, you know, not using the proper terms that are now today. Obviously, that's an issue. And the co-creator of the series, she she didn't like how uh, she regretted how she misinterpreted the role, which was played by Kathleen Turner as Chandler's dad, you know, so... Oh, my God. So, that's what's going on with that. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about the Sasha and Naomi thing again on WWE. If So, this happened in May, I believe. Because they were at least... Yeah, this happened in, like, early May. Because they were a month into being tag team champions for WWE after winning that WrestleMania. And uh, they walked out um, as champions. But they walked out because of the fact that they didn't feel like they were utilized. So when WWE... So this obviously caused an uproar and people were mad. There were people who were iffy on it. There were people who were 50-50. People accepted it but didn't accept. There were other people who thought that it was ungrateful. Like, for me, again, like, for me, I understood, but I felt like this was at the wrong time for them because they were in champion mode, and they probably would have had a good-ass storyline. And... Because the storyline was, for them, was that they were going to be, they were already tag team champions. And because of the fact that they represent the blue brand, they were going to, and, and the tag team champions is universal, meaning that they can go either or. And unfortunately, they never even went to NXT enough to defend it, and they stopped that. I don't know why, but they stopped it and decided to have NXT to have their own tag team champions uh, for the women's division there. But anyway, the storyline was the tag team champs was going to be in a six-pack, a six-pack match with other women. The What was supposed to be was that it was supposed to be the tag team champions at the time, which was Sasha and Naomi, going against Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. and also Asuka and Becky Lynch. It was supposed to be a six-man thing. And I'm thinking, if you're thinking of the storyline, obviously Sasha and Naomi are not going to wrestle each other. They're going to have each other's backs during the six-pack match, going against the other four, and pin one of them. What was supposed to be happening in the storyline was that 
Naomi was going to win that night, right, out of the six-pack match. They were going to win that night. So Naomi was supposed to go, Naomi was supposed to win that night. And then she was supposed to challenge the title against Bianca Belair. That was the, that was supposed to be the storyline for these particular matches on the women's division. Then I think what was going to happen was that they were going to have Sasha go to SmackDown and have their own version of a six-pack match. Have Sasha win that and have Sasha go against Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That was the supposed storyline for the Summer Series. Which is very, very, very reasonable. Why not have the three top champions go against each other for the whole freaking Summer Series until uh, Charlotte comes back. Until they reveal Bailey again. Or bring up any other person. The only people they brought up from NXT 2.0 was Zia Lee and Raquel Rodriguez for from NXT. That was supposed to happen. But they walked out. Naomi and Sasha Banks. They walked out. Then there was speculation that they were fired or something to affect where they were suspended indefinitely they weren't getting any pays from their merch so they removed the merch from the from the website so any sales on merch was going to be gone um they put them on the internal roster meaning that they took them they took the characters out from the website so if you saw on our WWE list you won't see Sasha Banks and Naomi anymore they they basically dropped the tag team titles. They did everything, right? Then there was speculation that they were released. Then then there was another rumor that they di- weren't released. They were just on the internal roster, and they were not being shown on websites or commercials or anything. So that's what, so that's what that was. Then WWE had a scandal last month. Of an internal investigation because an in in NDA from an, uh, a former employee came out stating that she received $3 million of hush money from not talking about the alleged affair that she had with Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis, who is a top executive there, too. So because of the scandal that was brewing... They decide on the next day, I think the next two days, that they were going to put it out in the news that Sasha Banks was released from WWE. And so people were like, what? In my opinion, they used that so they wouldn't talk about the investigation. That's what happened. So they used that. Then they took it back saying that she's not really released. She's just not on the roster anymore. That's what they say. Then they were saying that Naomi was negotiating for an extended because she had two months left on her thing, as well as Sasha Banks because she had two months, two months left on her contract with WWE, stuff like that. Now today, today is July 7th, and today they're saying that ineffective or effectively, excuse me, not ineffective, effectively, both Sasha Banks and Naomi were removed from the internal roster 
from WWE. It's crazy to me because they're both top merch stars, but at the same time, they don't they don't feel like they're being utilized, which is very reasonable because of how lacking the the women's division is, regardless of who's champion. You could put anyone like Ronda Rousey as top champion. Unfortunately, it's not moving well that it should be. It should be hard-hitting like the men's. And unfortunately, with WWE, it has not since 2018, so to speak. Like, 2018 was a good year. And unfortunately, it just hasn't been the same in terms of elevating people, uh, making people feel great, and stuff like that. Now, they have Liv Morgan as SmackDown Women's Championship because she won at Money in the Bank. She won the cat. She won the briefcase, and then she cashed it in on Ronda after her match with Natalya or, on the pay-per-view. So now, in terms of current champions, you still got Bianca on Raw, and then you got Liv Morgan on SmackDown. So who knows what's going to happen there? I think it's great. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, that's what's been going on so far um so yeah that's all I have for uh no 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 yeah 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 that's all I have for uh for Twitter it was great it was great seeing that um seeing the news and stuff I might have to do this again but uh yeah this is all I have for today uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Hopefully my audio is better. If not, I'm sorry. But again, yes, thank you.